Hey friend, are you looking for episodes that dive deep into your Enneagram type? Or are you searching for faith-based insights that transform your life? With over 300 episodes on the Simply Wholehearted podcast, it's easy to get overwhelmed. But don't worry, friend, I've got you covered. Introducing the curated, personalized podcast playlist that is just for you based on your Enneagram type. So get your copy to help you continue your path of self-discovery and spiritual growth. You can get it at simplywholehearted.com or just click the link in the show notes to get your personalized playlist. And let's continue on this transformative journey together. Hi friends, welcome back to the Simply Wholehearted Podcast. It means so much to have you choose to take this conversation along with you today. I'm Amy Wicks, your host, and here at Simply Wholehearted, we provide perspective, purpose, and plans to help you love God, love others, and live your best life. Today's show is a special episode dedicated to the men and women who have served our country. Because you probably know a veteran, or two or three, I wanted to make sure we took time to highlight their service and the needs many of them may have. Sergeant Carlos Evans and his wife, Rosemary, have an incredible testimony I don't want you to miss. They not only faced several deployments in their early years of marriage, but on May 16, 2010, Carlos was leading a mission when he stepped on an IED, ending life as he knew it. He's truly a living miracle but he is not without his scars and life-altering pain due to the loss of both his legs above the knee and his left arm. But through his strength in Christ, nothing seems to stop Carlos. This powerful story is not to be missed, and you'll want to learn more about his journey in his book, Standing Together. I hope you will be inspired and moved by his testimony, and remember to think a veteran this week. And though we didn't talk about the Enneagram in this episode, I wanted you to be sure to know that the Enneagram 201 course is available today. In this course, I coach you through the Enneagram stances and triads to help you determine the type you lead with. You'll have lifetime access, but you could also determine your dominant Enneagram type in less than 30 minutes, but with more accurate results than an online Enneagram test. I'd love for you to check it out today. Now here's my conversation with Sergeant Carlos Evans. So Carlos, thank you so much. I'm really excited because we recently moved our podcast uh, kind of release date to Mondays instead of Thursdays, uh, which some people appreciate. Then they have feel like they have all week to listen. Um, totally psychological because there's no true theory in that, right? <laughs> but... That means I get to air a special episode on Veterans Day. Great. Your book came across my my path, and I thought, wow, I would be so honored to help share the story because it's just phenomenal. In honor of Veterans Day, share your story. Um, and we also here talk about those brokenhearted moments that lead to a wholehearted decision in life. So you have quite the brokenhearted moment. And if you could, if you could encapsulate a little bit of your story that has led you to today, um, what would you share with us? Well, I, uh, I joined the Marine Corps in 2004, and it was my answer to uh, 9-11. Mm, okay. And when I was watching the news, uh, Marines that were deployed 
I felt a calling in my heart that I needed to be there. Wow. So I And you hadn't been in the military before, had you? No, no, I haven't, no. Wow, okay. So I did four combat deployments, uh, three in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. And in 2010, uh, May 17, I was leading a foot patrol. I stepped on an IED and lost both my legs and my left hand. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. Who came in to save you because you... Your body goes through trauma like that. I mean, you had to be near death. It had to be really bad. Oh, yes. Uh, I was leading the foot, a foot patrol. I was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. And when we ended the mission, we were getting ready to go back. I walked about eight steps, heard an explosion. And when I heard the explosion, uh, immediately uh, I saw my, my corpsman, that's my medic, uh, right in front of me. I saw my Marines surrounding me. And that's uh, when I knew that something happened to me. Wow. I didn't know exactly what happened, but when I saw my Marines uh, surrounding me and my, my corpsmen, that's when I knew you know, I, I was dying because I was losing a, a lot of blood. Uh, I, I, I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And my Marines were just uh, keeping me alert and I started praying. Mm, yeah. Wow. But one of the defining moments was... Uh, I remember one of my, my medic, uh, he took his thumb and put it in the artery uh, vein in my left limb wow. to stop the, the bleeding so I could, so I could, you know, so I could survive. So, so yeah, a lot of people uh, that love me, that cared for me, that love this country, took care of me so I could be here uh, in front of you today. Wow, that, that's quite a broken moment. Obviously, you made it, you survived. But I can't imagine what the healing process, the recovery process, all of that, what kind of journey was like that for you? And what did you learn about God in the process? Well, I, uh, I lived two years. Well, we lived, me and my wife, my two little girls. We lived uh, about two years in Walter Reed, but that's the hospital in Washington, D.C. Okay. Uh, with, uh, with other wounded service members as well. And uh, when I woke up from the induced coma at the hospital, the first person I saw was my wife right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I saw her, well, I, I realized I was alive. <laughs> but when she notified me, because I didn't know exactly what happened to me, when she told me that I lost both my legs and my left hand, uh, I thought I wanted to die. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be the father that I promised my daughters I was going to be. Sure. Or the husband that I promised my wife I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And my fate uh, was shaken. Yeah. Because I kept asking myself, uh, why or how could God let this happen to me? Mm. Did you have a relationship with Jesus before this accident? Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, before my injury uh, and before I was in the Marine Corps, I was a youth pastor okay. at, my, at, at my church. And I was in Bible college as well. So, so yes, we... You had we a had a relationship foundation. with God. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I imagine though, I mean, that's that's a crisis of faith right there. I, I know that I think all of us would go in that situation. We would be thinking the same thing. Well, why God? Why did this happen? Why did you let me survive? What is life going to look like? How how do you talk to Jesus in that moment? How do you how do you ask for help? <laughs> what does it look like to keep going? <laughs> Well, I, I had a defining moment in my life, and it was a day I was I was just ready ready to give up. 
I was very broken uh, emotionally and literally. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted to give up my, my family because I didn't love the body that I saw in the mirror. This new body mm-hmm. that I had now, I didn't love it. So it was very hard for me to express love to others. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to my wife and just to let her know, you know, why don't you continue with your life and I'll just stay here because I didn't think it was fair for her. Wow. And she, I remember she got on her knees and she looked at me straight to my eyes and she said, you know what, I'm not a widow and your daughters are not orphans. And when the Marines notified me that you stepped on an ID and that you lost both your legs and your hand, I pray to God to bring you back home alive and you are here alive in front of me. Wow. And she kept telling me, you know, uh, I love you. I love you for the man you are today, for the man you are, you are to, you're going to be tomorrow, for the man you were yesterday. Mm. And I kept telling her, you can't love me because look at all my, my wounds, my body. And she told me, that's the difference between you and me. I don't see your wounds. I only see your scars. Wow. Because when I see your scars, I know who healed your wounds. And that is Jesus. And that's right powerful. there. At the, yes, yes. Right there at that moment, I, I started seeing myself, you know, through her eyes, how God looked at me. That I wasn't incomplete, that I was complete because Jesus fulfills everything in my life. Hmm. So, yeah, that's, that was a, a life-changing moment in my life which uh, encouraged me to step up in Mm -hmm. faith and realize that the best days of my life were not behind me or ahead of me. Wow. And my daughters got to see, you know, uh, the father that they wanted to see because they embraced my scars as well. Hmm. And my wife started seeing, you know, the husband she was praying for as well. That's beautiful. That's really incredible. You probably needed to hang on that through all the therapy and the healing process and all the oh, things. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, at the hospital, uh, we had doctors, nurses, uh, volunteers, uh, so many people that cared for us and that took care of us. There was two years through surgeries and therapy and you know, just a life-changing experience, but we had a lot of support mm-hmm. uh, from the hospital and from our local church as well. Oh, that's so great. For you, obviously, I mean, we're fast forwarding several years because it takes a a long process of healing and there's so much more in the story and you, you do share a lot of it in the book. What, what led to your decision to do more than just live an average life, which would be pretty phenomenal (laughs) considering (laughs) just the day to day, but you're, you're doing more than the day to day. You're, you're teaching and you're speaking and you're sharing and you're, you've written this book and you and your wife do so much. Like share just some of that motivation and that drive to do that and what you guys are doing now. Well, just you know, being grateful to wake up and, and, and realizing that you know, here I'm alive. I got, an, I got another chance. You know? yeah. Actually, today today's me and my wife's birthday. Oh, so, happy yeah. birthday. And I'm thank sorry you, we're you. talking on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so so just being grateful to, to know that I'm alive and I'm here for a purpose and we got to make the best of it. Mm. And as we you know, started sharing our story, you know, our journey with other people, uh, realizing that everybody, everybody goes through pain mm. and that everybody has scars. Some are visible and some are not visible. Right. 
And when you have the opportunity to share with, with others, you know, who's your healer, who's your, uh, your journey and who's your healer, you see the effect in people, you know, mm -hmm. what the Lord starts doing. And for me, you know, that is standing. For me, that is walking. Uh, I remember an experience. I was trying to wear my prosthetics, and and I felt in my spirit, and and it was it was the Holy Spirit just ministering to my heart. You know, today you're touching more people with one hand than when you had two. That's uh, today, profound. Yeah, today you're leaving more footprints and more hearts than when you had feet, because all you need to touch someone is is heart and faith. Mm. So every day that we have the opportunity to share our journey with someone, that is my walking, that is my standing, and that is when I can able to touch someone in my heart. Mm. Wow, the tenderness in that. Yes. That's something I, to treasure. I think uh, the best thing that's happened to me uh, after this experience is that it has made us much sensible to the needs of others. Mm. And that sensitivity, that, that being sensible to the need of others, it just opens your heart to, to see people the way God sees them. Yeah. And that's an amazing thing. Oh, that is. That's incredible. It's a gift uh, for so mm -hmm. many. You said something, and it, it kind of got me thinking along these lines. You read about these or you hear about these moments, these near-death experiences, right? And it totally shifts someone's point of view and perspective and it and changes the trajectory of their life. But I don't think all of us have to face that much, you know, of a life altering experience, but what is it that, you know, having faced that, that I may not know. And I can't recall a near death experience that I know I had, you know, we could all maybe have a near death. We don't know we missed out on, but what is it that, you know, about the nature of God and his purpose for our lives here on earth that maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, I know, and I would love anyone that's listening to me today to know, is that God's purpose in your life, living in God's will, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through suffering. Mm. It doesn't mean that you're going to go through, you know, crisis in your life, you know, or negative experience, you know, that, something that looks negative in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, that scripture says in this world you ever have afflictions but trust me because i have conquered the world mm -hmm. so i have learned through this experience that what can look like a crisis in my life today or an obstacle in christ it's a step stone mm -hmm. it's a platform if i could revisit you know Sergeant Carlos Evans in the hospital, May 17, 2010, mm -hmm. and see that young man there in the hospital, then what can I tell him? I will tell him, be patient because you're about to live the best days of your life. Wow. So I can, I, I, I'll, I can say that, you know, embrace your wounds, mm -hmm. embrace your scars, and I think the biggest example of that is Jesus. Jesus in a glorified body uh, visits his disciples, and he see and he sees Thomas. And when he sees Thomas in a glorified body, by the way, mm -hmm. he shows he shows him his wounds, his scars. Hmm. So embrace your wounds, embrace your scars. Don't be don't hide them. Don't be ashamed of them. No, because those are those are 
the platform to probably someone else's miracle. Mm, that's amazing. Maybe because I've always thought differently, but you said they were part of his glorified body. Yeah. What if our scars are part of our glorified body and I've just been wishing it away? Yeah, that's that's a very interesting point because, you know, people would always uh, uh, come to me and tell me, don't worry, when you go to heaven, you're not going to have any more scars and you're going to walk and, and you're going to do so many things and you're going to have a new glorified body. Right. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> But when I came to this, you know, scripture and I saw this, you know, it, it showed me, wow, you know, when Jesus is the center of your life, he completes everything. Yeah. And I don't have to hide my wounds. Mm. I don't have, so, so, you know, and, and, and people mm. can relate to you as well. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it takes down a lot of the barriers, right? So they can hear yes. Jesus, Jesus yes, in the flesh. Exactly. That's amazing. Wow. I'm like just sitting here going, I need to think about this for a while. Me and Jesus need to talk about my idea of a glorified body. (laughs) It's good. It's all good. I'm suddenly seeing it from a whole new perspective. You guys do a lot of work. I mean, you personally have experienced true PTSD. And I think people have unfortunately maybe thrown around the term a little loosely not understanding really the full ramification of what that looks like and what that means so if you could just give us a little bit of understanding of those dealing with that and and what your ministry and what that organization does to help those who are truly suffering ptsd well my personal experience with uh post-traumatic stress is that uh, when I got injured, uh, I, I I went in a crisis in a deep depression that I didn't think I was I was going to be able to to live my life mm. or to be productive. So it it was very hard for me to look for help because you know here I am you know sergeant in the Marine Corps, very strong and independent. Sure. And whenever someone tried to help me, I pushed them away. Because I, I, I said, you know, no one can relate to this. This is my personal experience. Hmm. My life-changing experience in that way, and it's a healing. It's a healing process. It's an everyday thing. But it was opening my heart to receiving help. Hmm. Opening my heart to taking that advice. And opening my heart to see that uh, my actions were hurting the people that that loved me the most. Hmm. So, through my wife and and through my daughters, uh, I started looking at myself through the mirror of the cross. And when I looked at myself through the mirror of the cross, uh, I saw that Jesus was wounded so I could be healed, hmm. and I saw that Jesus was wounded so I. So I don't have to be a victim of an explosion of my past that I could be a conqueror and that I could be the father and the husband that God wanted me to be. So I think the most important thing is that, hey, you know, open your heart to get the help that you need, because as soon as you do that, 
the effect of that help is going to help the people that love you the most. Mm. And, uh, and it's a journey. It's an everyday thing. You know, every time I have an experience, uh, a trigger, something that, you know, wants to uh, stop me uh, from doing, you know, the things that I'm supposed to be doing, I, I gotta, I, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta look at myself through that mirror, through the cross, and mm. uh, my faith, uh, my family, my friends, and I can't be. I, I have to put my pride to the side and reach to the people that love me, and tell them, "Hey, I need to talk to someone. Mm. I need you to pray for me right now," and and that's what it has helped me to this day. It would sound like you would say. Don't choose to hide behind that mask and that label. Get no. help. You can get freedom. You can walk it out. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. Well, as we finish our conversation in light of Veterans Day and in light of amazing people like you who have laid down and sacrificed so much for our country, uh, I think sometimes the political charges and climate can take away from honoring those who serve our country. And and I never want that to be the case because it's so, you know, apolitical, right? So what yeah. can we do to make sure that we honor and support our veterans and we spread the news that this is what we can do to get behind those who have given so much? Well, first that if you look to your, in your, in your community, there's a veteran very close to where you are. Absolutely. There's a VFW where you are. There's a family member that served, uh, uh, that's that have served the country were in, in your environment in your family so we need to understand that it starts with us yeah it starts with you you know uh saying thank you with, with you recognizing that that veteran uh with you you can make a difference in that person's life it it ain't the it, it, it ain't the government it's it's a community that's right there's a lot of good nonprofits organizations out there. I can mention a couple in our book. We have a list of them and standing together our book. Uh, Semper Five Fund, Operation Coming Home. There's many, many nonprofit organizations out there that are making very good things for, for veterans, you know. Yes. Join them. Join them. You know, get out there. Join them. Uh, and I'm telling you, a thank you goes of it's effective because it yeah. shows that brethren that, you know, they see people out there, they care in our churches today. I think our churches need to uh, understand that, you know, you have a community, you know, in, in, in your church, you got leaders right there. You got people that been through, through so many experiences that, uh, that we need to open, uh, we need to open uh ministries or, or, or be, be more sensible to the needs of this community. Mm. Uh, 22 veterans us are committing suicide every day. Oh, wow. What a tragedy. So, so yes, we, we, need a, we need to step up and we need to do something about this. They need the hope of the gospel. Exactly. Well, mm -hmm. we thank you um, from the Simply Wholehearted community to you and from my heart to your family. Thank I want to say thank you. You guys have given so much sacrifice and you continue to serve. You can, you're serving the kingdom of God in such a mighty way. You have an incredible message of hope. And I, I just hope that those listening today will be changed and impacted and they will continue to spread the good news that you guys share. So thank you. Thank you very much. God bless. 
Wow, it's stories like Carlos's that will not be forgotten easily, and it helps me put life into perspective. Wounded warriors like Carlos need our ongoing thanks and support. I hope you remember to thank a veteran this week and offer your time or resources to organizations like Carlos's ministry, which is Touching Lives, Leaving Footprints. Now, if you haven't yet joined Simply Wholehearted on Instagram, then I'd love for you to come on over and join the Enneagram conversation and be inspired to live your best wholehearted life. And if you are not yet subscribed to this podcast, well, do so now so you will not miss our special holiday season episodes. It starts next week. Victoria Durstock's newest book, Heart and Home for Christmas, is perfect for you to have the help you need to slow down and reflect on the true spirit of Christmas, all the while being inspired to have both a captivated heart and home at Christmas time. We happen to start off the conversation diving her into her personal motherhood journey, and she had some nuggets of wisdom you won't want to miss. Of course, we couldn't leave the Enneagram out of the Christmas conversation, so Victoria and I had a little fun talking about her type, and I promise the episodes to come will be packed full of Enneagram goodness. Now, if you happen to be looking for a jump start on the Advent episodes, I hope you'll go back to the archives to listen to a few of the Simply Wholehearted holiday season from 2017 and 2018. Those episodes are 28 through 33 and 74 through 78. Had guests like Russ Ramsey to teach about the tradition of Advent, Michelle to remind us how we can celebrate in the middle of chaos, and even Caroline Williams, a holy yoga instructor to help us stay grounded through the season. They are all full of wisdom from navigating a healthy lifestyle through all of the festivities to practicing Sabbath during Advent. I hope you'll take a listen. And until next week, let's invite others to join us as we pursue perspective, purpose, and plans for a simply wholehearted life.